Welcome back to Locust Street Studio for another episode of the Hudson Havoc podcast. Apologies uh, for not having one last week, but we'll uh, try and make up for it for this week's edition here and uh, try and get it out as soon as possible. I am uh, joined always, or as always, I don't know, I'm stumbling through my words right now, uh, by head coach Brett Wall of the Hudson Havoc. Brett, it's good to see you. It's good to be back in the studio with you, Brian. Yeah, a lot of things have happened since we've last talked. A uh, major stretch of games that's going to continue even after this episode is released. you got three more games uh, on the schedule to finish out the 44. Uh, you had a stretch where you played six games in eight days. I mean, you talk about preparing for kind of a, a playoff squeeze. I mean, this is a this is a lot of games in a short amount of time. It, it really is. Um, it's it's unique. There's no way, other way to put it. I mean, it's just it's different. Um, to say that the guys will ever have to go through anything like this again is probably a lie. Um, so, I mean, we just call it that. But honestly, it, it's fun. What I really like about it is, like, you wake up and you get a chance to play. Like, uh, are there times where I would love to have practice to go back and clean some things up and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of work through some, some things? Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, if you ask a handful of our guys, I'm sure they'd probably like, well, I'd rather play a game than practice anyway. So <laughs> um, it, it kind of works out in, in that favor. But what I think is kind of cool is, Right now, with so many games and so much important hockey up so much, like it kind of puts us in playoff mode and kind of intensity early where we're playing games that are really meaningful. Um, we're still in a battle here for a division and, and some home ice for you know rounds one, round two, et cetera, however things shake out. That's you know, obviously too far in the future. we oh, got yeah. three huge games this weekend. Um, but, you know, just games that are important and games are intense and guys get to feel that and wake up and kind of feel that energy every day. And, um, I mean, it's just exciting. What more could you really ask for? I know some guys are – you know, a little bit uh, tired and banged up, but we took today off to really do some rest and recovery. And um, I know some guys were at the uh, golf dome uh, hitting some golf balls. Uh, other guys were doing other things, kind of rest and relax. And a few guys were working. Um, so we're looking to have everyone come back tomorrow morning with the pregame skate, kind of be refocused and recharged for three games here. And I mean, at the end of the day, uh, we could be finding ourselves, you know, next week or hopefully the week following in a spot where we're playing a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Um, and when you have that kind of playoff mindset, it's kind of whatever it takes or however long it takes as long as you come out victorious. Um, so we really have to develop that mindset early and get kind of put in that time frame and mindset yeah. where it's like three games, three days, and you just kind of play. So um, I think it's only going to help us in the long run. Now, my memory's a little bit fuzzy about the start of this week. There's been so many Hudson sports going on here the past few days. Congratulations on the girls' basketball team and going to state for high school. I know John and I, our producer, cover that team. But I think the start of the streak was against a team that you guys will be playing uh, Friday and Sunday, that being uh, the Minnesota Blue Ox, if I remember correctly. And that game at Drewski uh, was very similar, at least to me, in feeling of the game that booked you guys a ticket to the national championship uh, last year. It felt like a playoff environment in the same Drewski arena. Uh, and that was a good way to kind of start off. I know reminiscing about specific games is a little bit awkward, especially in the scope of a lot of games, uh, including, you know, three games against the Mallards, one against the Blades and many others that I can't think of right off the top of my head. Um, but, you know, games like that are really important to like what you mentioned, uh, playoffs coming up here. Yeah, uh, extremely important. I think we found ourselves in a, in a game where, um, you know, things didn't quite go our way. We were detail short, and I think we really got to, you know, understand that we got to tighten those things up. And I think guys respected that. We came back to work on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday there and bounced back and um, really responded appropriately. I really liked our effort. Um, you know, if you lose a game on, say, Friday, you know, game one, you got to find a way to win Saturday, Sunday. And mm-hmm. um, luckily for us, it just happened to be we lost the game on Monday and we won uh, Tuesday and Wednesday there. So 
Um, again, just kind of tying everything into that playoff focus and mindset and um, love the bounce back, love the response. Very quick turnaround, which is kind of something we need to make sure we're ready for. Uh, obviously, we won't be playing noon games back to back to back. You know, there'll be fans in the building and a little bit more energy and a little bit more atmosphere. Um, so I think it's going to be really exciting leading up here with this last weekend. Um, and then obviously having the games before kind of prepared uh, should kind of have a little bit of feistiness here for uh, you know the weekend. Yeah, and you mentioned the past three games and the the back to back against the Mallards at home uh, was kind of previewed with the Blue Ox game uh, on the road, uh, which was a drop and then two wins against a really physical Mallards team that's had a lot of acquisitions lately. Um, and you know, one one thing is that um, adversity might be a strong term for it, but you know, through the dips and valleys of games, especially during a streak of the season where you're playing so many games back to back to back, it's it's good how the guys have been responding to a little bit of kind of dips and turns. Well, we've, uh, you know, our locker room has kind of branded themselves, and there's been a few guys that have been here for a long time, uh, a few guys that uh, have been around since day one, and actually the guy that we're doing with our player uh, spotlight profile with, he actually didn't play for us year one, but he was around year one um, to kind of see some of the stuff. But we really kind of branded ourselves on being, you know, people of no circumstance. Yeah. Um, there, there is nothing we can't overcome. There is nothing that can get in our way. There's nothing that's going to stop us. That's kind of what we've branded the HUD Vegas thing about any time, any place, and just that willingness to compete no matter what. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, there's going to be a puck dropping. One team's going to win and one team's going to lose. And I always tell the guys the hungriest wolf's going to run the fastest, and I think it's going to be us most of the time. And one uh, group of players that I've been really impressed with during the stretch is the third and fourth liners uh, of the team. I think that they've done a really good job of kind of pitching in that next man up mentality when there's a role to fill. And, uh, you know, one of the guys that's in here in the studio uh, plays that role sometimes uh, in a real physical line. Um, you know, I, in my opinion, those guys have been very, very uber impressive. Well, e extremely physical. Uh, the guy we're talking about is Logan Milhausen. Yeah. Um, and and it, it's hilarious. I was actually on the bench yesterday, and I forget. You were kind of at the wall, and some kid tried to hit you on the far side in the D zone, and you like kind of like sh like forearm shivered this guy <laughs> and like threw him. And I don't know who it was, but it was one of the forwards. Like, man, do you guys see Logan just toss that guy? <laughs> uh, so I thought it was kind of funny. Um, but no, they've been killing it. We, uh, I know we had Lance Markowitz step in he was um, buzzing. for a game, man. He, he was <laughs> oh, man. awesome yesterday, got pucks out on the wall, had a great assist, um, brought a lot of energy to the bench, was just very engaged uh, every opportunity he got and um, had the opportunity to get a penalty shot there. I actually went back and I saw some of the photographer's pictures, and if that puck laid flat like there was room to go underneath that goalie stick, so, I mean, he had him beat. Uh, puck just kind of bobbled a little bit, so... Um, I thought that was really cool. But what I thought was awesome is uh, Lance made a heck of a play, took a huge hit to make a play to get the puck out. And P.J. Noonan kind of got like a partial breakaway and then got in open ice and cleared and they got pulled down. And uh, the first thing P.J. said when he came back to the bench was like, uh, you know, make, make sure Lance shoots. And I was like, all right, Lance is shooting. Like, I just thought that was awesome, just kind of a you know, testament to who P.J. is as a person um, and just kind of what he does. But then for Lance to get that opportunity, I know the bench was buzzing, and so <laughs> the crowd was awesome. Well, it's also a testament to the camaraderie on this team. I mean, I like how the guys are gelling, and uh, uh, Patrick, always a stand-up guy. Uh, it's good to hear stories like that. I remember hearing that uh, at the time of the rink when I was heading down to the locker room. Uh, after the period that that happened, and was that the second period, I think it was? Yeah, it was yeah. the second period. Uh, came to a close, and I remember hearing that. Uh, and that was great that, you know, uh, Noonan is just such a class act, and it, it's really good to hear about. And also, uh, congratulations to Lance on scoring uh, his first ever junior point, although yep. I don't know if scoring is the right term, but earning. Yeah, he's, earning. On, the, he's on the score sheet. Yeah. You can call it scoring. <laughs> earning I mean, his first ever junior point. If you have 100 points, point. if you have one goal and 99 yeah. assists, they still say you're the you know scoring leader, right? <laughs> yeah, so. for sure. 
No, I, I definitely agree. And the way he did it, too, was perfect. Very kind of testament to what he thinks he's been working on in practice day in and day out. Overcame a little bit of injury. Um, and now is healthy and really kind of contributing and chipping in. So it was awesome to see. Um, I know Dylan Hallby was moving his feet. Looks oh, really, yeah. really good. And was going net front. Had a few goals. AG was bringing energy. Hoover was looking quick and kind of buzzing. Um, Spence was obviously Spence and really kind of looked like he was in control. And then um, Sam was just kind of water bug and, man, just, you know, really, really good. And obviously get the game winner there um, with the pass, I think, from Hollaby out of the corner. Yeah. Um, was awesome to see him finish and kind of get confident again, two scoring goals. You know, one thing that's always fun uh, to watch against the Rum River Mallage, especially recently here uh, with their acquisition of, uh, I think it's Noah Ben-Salem, uh, him and Hullaby kind of going toe to toe, like some of the biggest guys on the ice playing physical with one another. It's kind of, it's like you know, kind of just like watching some, like a fight from afar, like your ringside tickets is kind of crazy. Yeah, I'll <laughs> tell you what, th- those two both compete, and uh, I don't think Dylan's ever going to step away from no. competing against anyone with a guy of that size and stature. And um, I mean, I've played in some pretty tough uh, professional leagues uh, at the lower levels uh, in the minor ranks, and I'll tell you what, like. Uh, Dylan is the definition of heavyweight. Like <laughs> he is a big guy. He can skate. He's strong. He's powerful. Like I always call him in practice. I'm like, come on, Pat Maroon, because <laughs> um, he kind of provides the same physical presence and yeah. dominance out of the corner. So, um, no, I, I would agree. That's awesome that you kind of pointed that out. I think that's something that's cool that you noticed. Um, one thing too, uh, and I wanted, if my memory serves me right, the overtime win against the Moose up in Spooner was during the streak of a long stretch of games. Is yep. that correct? Yep. Um, now. I know uh, that maybe Drake might have a gripe with this, but it was good that Brett uh, got the game-winning goal. Brett's been performing really well here, a recent acquisition, uh, I think either like a month ago or three weeks ago. Yeah, Brett Benson has been phenomenal for us. Um, Really strong, hard 200-foot player. Um, For me, I I watch a lot of Columbus Blue Jackets hockey because I'm from Ohio, obviously, Um, and a handful of our guys are too. So when I say this, they'll they'll know who I'm talking about, but very much kind of like a Boone Jenner for me. Um, Really strong up and down the wall, gets the puck out, is really, really responsible, does a great job on the penalty kill. Um, and at the same time has been, you know, very fortunate when he gets some opportunities, he's been able to kind of step up and capitalize. So it's great to see that. And, um, he's been a very, very welcome addition to our locker room. And again, another guy that, uh, play with Logan Milhausen here and kind of has a little bit of connection and obviously, uh, you know, your best recruiters are your players. So then we have guys that are saying good things about what we're doing here in Hudson made it easy for him to make that decision to be here. Just to confirm, uh, to stay on the blue jackets there, uh, Tortorella is the coach, right? Torts is the coach. You model yourself a little bit after him? Defense first. I try to think <laughs> I'm a little more personable and lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure some of the guys would think differently. But, um, no, you know, he does a great job of kind of getting everything he can out of his guys. And um, I'm hoping I'm able to be as efficient with, uh, you know, the work that I can get out of my players. Um, but, no, I wouldn't say he's necessarily the guy I always kind of mimic myself after. Uh, well, that's great to hear. And, uh, you know, I know that you're not a teacher, but would you give this team a passing grade throughout this uh, tough stretch of games? I mean, absolutely. I mean, we look and we talk about it like uh, we've still been in games. If if we've lost games, it's been by a a detail in which I think has kind of been self-inflicted. I don't think we've kind of been beaten or, you know, drugged through the ringer, kind of kicked in the teeth by any means at any point this year. Um, We've been in every game. There's been an opportunity where we've been able to have six guys on the ice and either, you know, we lose a goal by two or lose by two with an empty net. Um, but other than that, I couldn't tell you the last time the team beat us straight up by just straight two goals. Yeah. Um, well, we had a goalie in net, so I, I feel very, very comfortable and confident that at any night, if we want to show up, there's no doubt we can beat any team. Yeah, and we talked a lot about uh, forwards here in this uh, opening part. 
but another group that has impressed me too, especially uh, with the last two home games against the Mallards, is kind of holding down the fort and uh, you know playing good uh, defense with the Blue Liners and then uh, the Netminders, that being uh, Cam Maleski and uh, Kenny Torelli doing a great job in between the posts, like always. Yeah, both have been uh, really good and stellar. Um, every guy's coming in, taking advantage of their opportunity and giving us an opportunity and chance to win, which is you know fantastic. And uh, as a as a coach, what more could you ask for? Um, you know, if you do get to a national championship, you play like four games in four days, and it's mm-hmm. back to back to back to back. Um, you're gonna need both guys to play, so to know that we have two guys that compete with that number one position and can, can play like that um, gets me excited. <laughs> Um, and speaking of defensemen, I thought Evan had his second goal of the season on uh, his shot from the point. It took a deflection. I was calling it on the ice. Man, that it this was cracks Evan, me up. I, th- you I thought he this. got his second goal. I was I was saying it on the broadcast, and I was like, oh, it was a deflection. I thought it was his. So Hollaby came by and tried to show us where he said it hit him in the leg. <laughs> and I was like, okay, there's barely a mark. There's no way that it hit you in the leg. But, okay, it is what it is. And then the ref said that it hit Hollaby. So, okay, it did hit him. And then we were at the golf dome today, and Izzy goes, I watched the tape, and that thing did not hit anyone. I know. It looked looked like a clear shot. Like, it looked like just straight through. Well, you you and him can dispute that. (laughs) I'm sure he's going to dispute that with me until the day I'm dead. So um, you and him can take that conversation over for sure. Former uh, two-time player of the week, Evan Eisenstark, he wants you to know that. (laughs) Two-time. Well, I mean, and actually, speaking of a few guys that have won something twice— um, just kind of want to mention some of the Havoc alums, actually, yeah. that, that you brought it up. I, I was kind of sitting on the couch today and was very fortunate on our day off um, to get the chance to watch uh, Chatham play uh, against nice. Stevenson. And uh, Chris Dusick was in his first game, had two assists. Ben Lamb had an assist. Um, the other day against Newman, um, Wigfield got his first game. Uh, Kulas got his first game, as well as Cal. Cal Dress and we'll be playing here, I think, sometime this week. Um, Kulas had an assist. So just kind of seeing these guys uh, really get the opportunity to step in and to watch them play and to watch them contribute. Um, I've gotten a few text messages from these guys saying, like, you were right and all this stuff and thanking <laughs> me. And, and honestly, like, I can't thank them enough for the yeah. work that they've done and for providing me the opportunity. Like, this is the best part. Like I told you, like, today, today was my day off. I got a chance to just sit there and be a fan of hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wasn't watching to recruit anyone. I wasn't watching to, you know, scout or film or anything like that. It was just an opportunity to sit there and truly be fans of people that we care about. And I just want to thank those guys for the opportunity they gave me. And I'm just so proud of them to compete in their first college games. Obviously, Ben Lamb's a sophomore um, and has competed in quite a few. But those other guys that have gotten their first one, I um, just want to say congrats. And we, we miss you guys. Yeah, and you mentioned names uh, like Max Wigfield, uh, Chris Dusek, uh, Tyler Kulas, and Cal Ambrose, members uh, of that great team last year uh, that got a national championship appearance. So uh, best of luck to them at the next level. They put a lot of time and hard work in uh, with the Hudson Havoc. Absolutely. It was, uh, it's very cool to see them out there. It's, it's, just, it's awesome. Now I'm getting memories of that uh, blue line pairing of uh, Mason Fortin and Chris Dusek throughout the season last year. That was deadly. That was something. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I still think Fortin could have found a way to play 45 minutes that game. There have been, there've been no doubt about that. Putting up uh, Seth Jones numbers. I don't know if he's a Blue Jackets fan. but <laughs> I think he is being an Ohio guy, so he might, he might be. Um, I mean, not sure if there's anything else that you want to bring up here, Coach. Is there anything that you want to kind of – take away here uh, I mean I know that one thing that I just kind of thought of is to make sure to uh, thank the fans for all their support throughout this kind of real tough squeeze schedule of games uh, showing up to games uh, you know even the diehards that show up to mid at <laughs> mid-afternoon uh, midweek games uh, always appreciate them coming out if not that uh, listening or watching on hockey TV absolutely got to thank our fans and then obviously on Saturday we're going to bring some recognitions as our 2000 night um, our 2,000 birth years that will be aging yeah. out or our guys that are not 20-year-olds uh, 
um, but they have uh, college commitments that will be moving on. They'll be recognizing them. So on Saturday night uh, after the game, make sure you do come check out. We'll have a little ceremony afterwards. We'd love to have everyone there. Um, we're going to have Tate Stanfield. We're going to have Ryan Hoover, Michael Crosby, Derek Flug, Spencer Linton-Smith, Walker Smith, Evan Mitchell, uh, Caleb Dusick and Dylan Marty, they're going to be honored and recognized for their hard work commitment. Um, and then obviously before we send them on, kind of hit the playoffs here, the last regular season uh, game for them at home on a Saturday night. So um, we're really looking forward to the crowd being out and being big for that and to come and recognize these guys. Uh, Well-deserved great group of guys uh, that we hope uh, move on to bigger and better things uh, once the season's over. <laughs> they they absolutely will. They, they will be Havoc alums that um, next year when, when uh, we're on here doing this podcast, well, obviously me, not you, which is, God, still sucks. I can't, I don't know how we're going to replace you. Um, but we're going to be talking about these Havoc alums the same way we just mentioned, the Coolos, the Wigfields, mm -hmm. the Lambs, the Deucex, the Ambroses, um, you know, the Kenskis, all those guys. Um, they're going to be right in that same mix. So I'm really excited for them. Uh, and I guess before we uh, start with our player profile here soon, uh, do you want to kind of hype up this guy that's in studio right now for some of the people listening at home? Well, if I were ever stranded in the woods, this would be the guy I would definitely want with me. That's a good uh, pick. He can hunt. He can fish. Um, he laughs at all my jokes, and he always <laughs> works his butt off. But a guy that we've been extremely thrilled to have um, with us, that he's been a guy that has kind of been some places that I have played. Um, we'll get to know a little bit more about that. And a guy that is, was here and kind of saw us year one um, when we were kind of at our uh, you know, low, and now he's kind of helped us uh, be here at the peak. Um, so he's a comedian guy can kind of fill you in on that and he's just kind of seen it all. So we're really excited to have uh, power forward. Um, <laughs> Logan Milhausen yeah. and we'll go from there. Yeah. So coming up soon here, Logan Milhausen for our player profile, part of the Hudson Havoc podcast uh, here from Locust Street Studio. Check out the upcoming home games for the Hudson Havoc at Historic Gornick Arena on Saturday, February 27th and Sunday, February 28th. Puck drop at 7 p.m. and 7.45 p.m. as they face off against the Rochester Vipers and the Minnesota Blue Ox. Tickets are $12 at the gate, and kids 10 and under get in for free. What's the equivalent in Wisconsin to peanut butter and jelly? Well, hockey and beer, of course. Make sure to check out the Hop and Barrel Warming House at every Hudson Havoc home game located above Gornick Arena. Back here with more of the Hudson Havoc podcast here at Locust Street Studio, and we are joined by a very special guest, Mr. Logan Milhausen. Good to see you. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. No problem. Uh, and, you know, we kind of talked about you before uh, you came on here. Coach mentioned you as a power forward, and I would have to agree with that sentiment. And, man, you, you're just a grinder. Like, you, you win face-offs. You play physical. Uh, you're a fantastic glue piece uh, in terms of, you know, kind of the team in terms of cohesion. Uh, on the squad and it's always fun to watch you play and kind of get down and do the dirty work so uh, this team can win yeah I just know that that's my role and that's what I my part I play and that's what I gotta do be that gritty forward hard-working <laughs> physical that's the piece I bring to the puzzle well you forgot to mention like shot blocking oh my gosh uh, yeah. good god there there's <laughs> one time in Chicago literally you laid down I think it was that was the Cherokee game I think it was yeah, that would be the Cherokee game. And laid down. This guy laid down in front of a shot. I don't know if it was late in the game. We were on a penalty, or if it was six on five. I can't remember honestly to be correct. But I just remember this guy having a one timer, <laughs> and I look over and he takes it right. And was it your ribs? I don't, yeah, I don't to the ribs. I don't know where the hell he took it, but literally, <laughs> like he it hit him, and I was like, 
oh my gosh, he's got to be dead. <laughs> and somehow he got up and got got the puck. I was like, oh my goodness. But talk about a guy that eats him. I, I, he is a guy that uh, I know when we were trying to replace last year, um, I think of our, our power play, or not power play, pony kill unit. Caleb Dusick and you know who else would you think? Jerome. Jerome right? I was just gonna say Logan was doing his Jerome Emanuel impression on that shot block. blocking machine. So I, for me, I was thinking like, how do we replace a guy that can play anywhere in our lineup that understands what we're doing and can really be a guy that can really have a prominent role in a spot like that? And this is the first guy I thought of. Just absolute hard work, always willing to block a shot with any body part. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen him put his face out there, his ribs <laughs> out there, his arms, his hands, his legs. Um, how you and Caleb Dusick do it on a nightly basis, I have not a, not not a clue. Um, or an idea why, um, but I do certainly appreciate it. That's for sure. Yeah, I gotta give credit to Caleb on that because I watched him what he'd do, and when he's on PK, he'd block all those shots. I'm like, if I want to get on PK, that's what I need to do, and I definitely have improved at it because last year heck, I'd block shots, but I wasn't near as good as blocking shots last year as I am this year. So that's something that I like to credit Caleb for helping me with. Is I just watched him and then wanted to be like him for how he did stuff on the PK. I mean, yeah, good to learn from one of the best at it. I mean, Caleb last year and this year has just been fantastic. I mean, and I always remember Jerome, uh, and I guess Caleb gets overlooked in my memory from last year, but, man, that was tough, and uh, you filled that role well. And just to remember uh, correctly here, if my memory serves me right, you wear a full cage, right, along with Caleb? Yeah, I wear a full cage. I was going to say, if you're going to be blocking shots with your face, you might want that on you. <laughs> yeah, I'm already missing a tooth, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to I was gonna say that, but he beat me to it. I didn't know he he's going to mention her or not. I the full cage legion on the Hudson Havoc. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't blame him. I, there's nothing I wish. Like, teeth pain is something I wouldn't wish on my worst mm-hmm. enemy. Yeah, I definitely don't want that. Are you missing one? Taking draws, too? It would be bound to happen. <laughs> so for the fans that are listening, which tooth are you missing? Uh, it would be one of my front teeth on looking at me with the left side of my mouth. So when you eat, do you, does the tooth stay in or do you take yep, it out? it stays in. It does stay in? I'll take it out at night and then when I'm playing. Otherwise, it stays in all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love nice. that. Um, and I guess now that uh, I thought about this, uh, I know that Hoover took one right to the kisser. Did he join your guys' click in terms of full cages? He he joined with the bubble crew. The bubble. Okay, he, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. he is in the bubble crew. <laughs> well, he got new teeth too. He came back with new teeth, and I'm pretty sure you can ask his mother. They look better than they ever did before. And he came <laughs> back and said, "I look pretty good, don't I?" And I said, "You look like Ben Affleck, like <laughs> brand new, perfect, pearly white teeth in the front, better than they ever did before." And he's got the bubble on now, too, so it's like, oh, goodness, he can't stop. He's one of those guys that never stop smiling, so you yeah. can't stop seeing it. It's like, I wish he had the cage on at times. Yeah. Give him a hard time. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was hard to look at sometimes. We had that, we called it a baby tooth on him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And if Hoover's listening at home, uh, go Blue Devils. <laughs> go Blue Devils. <laughs> well, I've got to ask you this, then. We were kind of talking off air, and, and Brian, do you want to mention the, uh, the piece of apparel that you mentioned on Logan that uh, is a little bit different than most guys on our team? Oh, what was that? Um, Your boots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were talking about hockey apparel. But, yeah, I think you're the only guy on the team that wears boots. Yeah, I think so. I've got cowboy boots, cowboy hat. I actually got my ha- Hudson Havoc belt buckle on right now, too. Oh, man. I literally had that teed up right here. <laughs> belt belt buckle. So, I literally I, – I, most guys are like, hey, coach, like, can I get the logo? Like, I, I want to get something, like, made or something done. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I'll shoot it over. And I get a text from him wanting to know if I can send over like an AI file or some type of graphic file. And I was like, well, you know, what do you need it for? He's like, I want a belt buckle. (laughs) And sure enough, he comes in not not too long. He was like, check this thing out. And I was like, oh, my goodness, he wasn't kidding. 
<laughs> nope. Yeah, I like it. So, so have you always worn a belt buckle? Not all the time. I just started like maybe a year or two ago. I started wearing those. I wear them at work. So kind of nice. I like them. Where do you work? Uh, my family has a organic dairy farm, so that's what I do in the summers. Oh, nice. Home, so, yeah, I enjoy doing that. I mean, I remember what w- what would that event of the pumpkin carving at the start of the season? And I remember, I think I've only had really interactions with you on the Rapids road trip, and I think I saw you at a McDonald's one time uh, <laughs> between last season and this season. Yeah. And then I see you in cowboy boots, and I don't remember if you had the belt buckle on that time. I don't know. I don't know if I had it yet. But you were easy to pick out of the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then throw on the cowboy hat every now and again. Yep. <laughs> Love that. That reminds me of Oscar. I hope he's doing. Re- he hope he's doing all Over right. In Finland, I think he'll yeah. be doing all right. Yeah. Well, and then also too, like, tell us about this. Like, so you, you know, you have the dairy farm, but what about this hunting and fishing stuff? Wow. Like, I, you said something about a guide and bear oh. stuff. Like, tell us yeah. a little about this. All right. So yeah, my family we actually have a guide service too that is up north in northern Wisconsin. We run bear guides, and we used to do charter fishing too. So, um. And in the summer times, I'll spend my time going up there. We bait bear, bringing them in, and have customers come in to go hunt. So I actually was fortunate enough to get one when I was 10 years old. I got a bear. And then that same year, I also got my first deer, too. So it was a pretty good year for me for hunting. <laughs> so I'm not a big hunter, but what, what kind of bear? Oh, uh, black get? bear. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I'm not a Is big Is that common? Like, what, what, what's the normal kind? Like, what, what kind black, of bear do you Black bear. Black bear. Here. Yeah. Are, th- are those the ones that you have to run away from or stay no, still? No, no. These ones, <laughs> these ones will run from you unless it's a uh, mama with cubs. Then oh, okay. They might might stick around, and <laughs> chase you off. But so, how'd the family get into this? Yeah. Um, because actually, I think my grandpa and dad kind of were talking. They started it. I don't even know when they did. In the nineties, I think they started it. Okay. But just kind of, it was a big black bear area where they where they were at. So, like, hey. We like hunting, doing all this stuff, so we'll do, help do it for other people too. I think that's pretty cool. I don't know. I know no one else that yeah. does anything or has anything <laughs> like that. Well, then tell us about a little bit the uh, organic dairy farm. Is this family? Is this mom's side, dad's side? Is this just your family? Like, what? Tell us about this. It'd be my mom's side. So okay. my grandpa owns the farm, and my mom would be the next in line with it too. So I've worked there as long as I can remember, and I've always enjoyed it. I like the hard work. You're outside all the time anything from working with animals or machinery so just stuff that i enjoy do you think they would let us host off-ice training camp there <laughs> for two weeks before the season starts next summer could you imagine the hard work oh, i mean man. i'm sure we could find some work for them i think a few guys probably wouldn't show up yeah probably not <laughs> oh that's hilarious i'd like to see uh guys like drake do oh, that <laughs> well I, they're they're working right now I, there's a handful of them where they're doing like restoration yeah, work or for, something um homes that were like had fire damage to them. They're cleaning up the insides of them. How some of these guys find some of these jobs, I didn't, never know. It's didn't, yeah, I was going to say, didn't, didn't Hoover kind of offer this up over yeah. the plate? Yeah. I didn't know I, I think was, it, I think I it was Hoover. Hoover's doing. Yeah, I think yeah. those guys were up at like 8 this morning doing it. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it's not surprising that, you know, Hoover kind of convinced some guys uh, to do that. He's a bit charismatic. Like, if there was a guy most likely to be like a car salesman on the team i think hoover would be first in line hoover is a guy that can he's an arouser of enthusiasm that, let's just say oh, yeah. that he uh he gets guys going and whatever he's doing is going to be fun and cool uh well then let's kind of get back to like the hockey stuff like so like prior to hudson like t- tell us how you got started like where where did you play growing up where was the first time on ice like where did you really get that passion to start playing yeah growing up i played all the way until freshman year i played for my uh hometown mozanie so i played youth 
there, and then my freshman year ended up playing there. So I had a great experience around there. And sophomore year came around, I decided I'm like, if I want to keep playing hockey and get further on with it, I got to go find somewhere else to play. So I ended up playing U15s for the Madison Capitals. So that was that was an interesting year because I was still staying at home, but driving two hours one way to go to practice. I was going to ask you, how was that commute? Oh, that was it was interesting. Some days I'd be leaving from school like we had a five five o'clock practice leaving from school at like three or a little before that and then some nights I wouldn't get home till midnight and then go to school the next morning yep so it was it was a little bit of a rough rough year but I got through it well it's it good ma- makes you love it I mean if you're willing to sit in the car like that day in and day out to kind of commit to that that's awesome yeah so that was my first triple a hockey experience for a full season and then from there I ended up playing U16 gamblers and had a great coach, Brian Rafalski, three-time Stanley Cup winner. So USA Hockey hero. Yep. So yep. what was that like playing for him? I mean, obviously, you know, you guys tell me I'm a good coach, et cetera. I appreciate you guys telling me that to my face. I'm not sure what you guys say behind my back. <laughs> I'm sure it's never the same, but I know how that goes. But, like, Brian Rafalski, like a guy that, I, gosh, I, I grew up watching as a player you know, and just kind of trying to idolize and really, like, respected like, what was it like having him behind the bench and just practicing games? Like, that's got to be pretty cool. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. Like, just the way he thought of the game and saw it, like, you're like, oh, wow. Like, I never looked at it that way or just different things that he'd do. And I actually ended up – I started out the season playing forward, and then halfway through the season we needed a defenseman. So I ended up going back on defense, which really helped me, I think, wow. too, because he was a defenseman in the NHL, and who better to learn it, learn how to play defense from than him? Yep. Well, I actually, I remember uh, you were in Blaine – um, and he ended up uh, scoring a goal on forward, I think, the first or second game. And then I came back and actually watched in person, um, I think, on a Saturday or Sunday, and you were playing defense. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I, I like that. A guy can play both <laughs> ways. But, I mean, that's kind of who you are on our team, not that you're a defenseman, but you're so reliable in the D zone. You're strong. You work hard. You communicate well with our D. Um, and then, gosh, you, you work so hard in the O zone. You're tough to play against. Like You are a grinder and gritty. Um, I love that and kind of see that. I mean, to play with a guy like Rafalski and then, um, you know, to kind of see that, it's like, gosh, how awesome a guy can play both sides. Like, coach's dream right there. Yeah, I just know that that's kind of my part, which was D side first. I'd play a strong D zone, defensive-minded center, and get the puck out and then stay in, stay in the offensive zone as much as you can. But when things break down, make sure it doesn't end up in your own net. Well, we say defensive, but who are we kidding? You had a heck of a goal yesterday, eh? Oh, <laughs> a yeah. little backhand. yeah. That was that was thanks to Spencer. He passed that over, and I was able to put that over the goalie's shoulder. I thought you were working hard. You had a, you had a few shots prior to that. We had a few close yep. ones where I thought you had good opportunities on net. So I was happy to see you be rewarded for sure. And I think what was it? Was it? Can we consider it a shorthanded goal? I think I think our guy just came out of the box. Maybe yeah, I don't know. It was it was close. That's, I don't know. When we'll it say it's out. a shorthanded if, goal. If, if it, it is, felt like it was a shorthanded that's a goal. That's six-one on the season. So I mean, that's an accomplishment to do it in style like that. Well, this is one of the guys that logs majority of the minutes on it. So <laughs> that's awesome. Well, then what? What? Uh, I guess what did you do after the Gamblers there? After Gamblers, I ended up um, in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, playing for the Sioux Indians. So that's somewhere coaches familiar of. A little familiar. What <laughs> uh, What do you think about your time uh, in the Sioux? Oh, it wasn't terrible. I mean, it's it was Sioux Saint Marie, Michigan. It was an interesting place. Um, not a lot to do up there, but <laughs> it's one of the best places to kind of develop, be a hockey player, and only a hockey player. Um, one of the guys that uh, you know I think thought was so cool was um, Rick Corbier, their big daddy. Um, is, is a guy that I kind of had as a mentor 
um, when I was playing at Lake State, when I was these guys' age and young, um, and then to think that these guys are getting to play for these same guys <laughs> and then come to me, um, man, it's so cool. And to know that you know you played for Zeke and those guys that I grew up playing with as kids, um, it's just such a small world. And to know that he's coming from a place like that, like I know this guy loves hockey. I mean, look at the pedigree here. It comes from Madison Capitals, and he's driving two hours each way. Like, you know, he's committed and loves the game. Then you're playing for a guy like Rafalski. Like, I know what that translates to. Like, pretty darn good, no matter what, right? Uh, you're going to be coached and taught the right way every day. Um, then you're in the Sioux. I know what it means to be in the Sioux and what hockey means to the community. You understand the community aspect of being understood and known as a hockey player, knowing that what you do is being seen. There are repercussions for your work, and if you do things the right way, you are rewarded. Um, so I think having you come here made things extremely easy. Now, you've kind of played in some of these places prior. You've been here in Hudson when things have been going well. I've got to ask you an honest question. What do you think of Hudson day one when you came here four years ago? Oh, man. When I came here first year, I – I thought it was a little little rough when I came in here. I'm like, man, didn't seem all that great. And then there was there's only like what, fifteen guys or not even fifteen or sixteen yeah. guys. Yeah, I think he made sixteen. <laughs> I remember like, man, I would do anything to have this kid on my ice right now. Uh, yeah, we were, I think my dad actually sent me some of the pictures that he had from that. He's like, heck, this was so many years ago. <laughs> Who would have thought that I actually would have ended up coming back here? Because when I left, I'm like, man, I don't know if I'd want to go here or not. And so I just decided. Maybe not yet. We'll just go see what happens these next few years, and then it all brought me back here when things are going good. And well, you've I definitely done things the right way, that's for sure. And we we are extremely thrilled to have you back, and extremely happy with it. And um, then obviously now, like you're kind of kind of bringing along guys, like a guy like Brett Benson comes to a place uh, here in Hudson because he knows guys like you. Um, you know, Dusik yesterday was in the box, and I see you and him out there killing a penalty and just absolutely doing phenomenal communicating. I'm thinking to myself like. Holy smokes, you can tell these guys have played together. Yeah. So, I mean, you've really done a great job at, you know, carrying our program the right way. Um, you've been a guy that has, you know, when you've been healthy, has been a staple. Um, getting you back right now, it's like kind of for our lineup, you know, these last few games has been like a, picking up like a the big piece of kind of like a trade yeah. deadline. So it's been awesome to have you back, and I'm so pumped to go to battle and war with you here in playoffs. Yeah, I'm so happy that I'm back in the mix and just can't wait to get things rolling here and go to war. I mean, and, and Coach said it better than, than I will right now, but, I mean, just the, the amount of work that you've put in before Hudson has really translated well uh, up here in western Wisconsin, and you've been a very welcome addition. I always love watching you play, um, you know, being really physical, doing all of your jobs at center. Uh, it's definitely really fun to watch uh, if I can just kind of keep my eye out for it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, I have fun doing it. Yeah. So. Well, speaking of fun, I'm pretty sure I know what you're doing in Hudson. Oh, Places man. like Madison and Green Bay, I know you can find things to do. If I've got 24 hours of Moss Knee, what am I doing? Oh, boy. Moss Knee. Heck. There's not a whole lot to be doing in Moss It's more so going to Wasser or going to Point. Okay. <laughs> so, so if we're doing that, then where are we going and where are we eating? Um, can go for Wasa. I've picked. I mean, it's, shoot. What have I been picking Wasa? I usually go to road Texas Roadhouse in Wausau. Okay, uh, fair enough. Um, going to Point. I haven't done it yet, but I want to go golf. Golf at Century Road and Point. I have. I am pretty sure I have reserved just about every couch in your house. Telling <laughs> your dad so. that so. Uh, we got to get out there. <laughs> so he lives next to this golf course that is, and I'm sure people know that me and. 
probably three quarters of my team. I don't know if they like golf or they pretend to like golf because <laughs> I do. Um, but we are big-time golfers, and Logan actually lives right next to a world-class golf course that in 2023 is going to host the U.S. Senior Open. Wow. So I know that in 2023 I am not going to be able to get on the course, so I am literally calling and emailing every day wondering when they're going to open so I can get myself a spring rate <laughs> to get out there and play. <laughs> yeah, it's very nice course. And actually, this year's been like my first year golfing, I believe. Like this summer with some of the guys, I'm like, oh, I'm going to start doing it because I had some clubs and I've liked it. I mean, not very good at it yet, but I still enjoy it. Well, I, I was pumped when you told me, like, yeah, I'm getting a set. I was like, oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm getting there, but. It's, so who have you played with then? Let's see, I've played with Drake, Walk. Um, Joey, Edie, um, Fortin, Eisenstark, Potsy. Okay. Yeah, I play with quite a few of the guys. So who, if I've got to ask you then, who's, who's the best? Uh, probably out of all of them, Walk's got to be the best. Oh, I don't know who said that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. Yeah, Walk is a pretty good little golfer. I should probably join you guys soon. I got to get You uh, should. That's what's so course. fun. I mean, these these guys are up here in the summer. I don't know what your plans are again, but, like, Logan was here for, what, a month and a half, almost two months yeah. throughout the course of the summer, skating and training. So he's been a guy that really immersed himself in the community and has done a great job. And, um, you know, when you've stayed up here in the summer, we put you with a family, and it just happened to be your billets. You want to tell everyone who you stay with? I stay with the Moonies, Jake, Jenny, Logan, Riley, and Colton. And I couldn't be more happy with where I'm at. They're awesome. Great people to live with, great to get along with. It's nice because me and Jake actually both have the same interests in hunting and all that. Nice. Sportsman's kind of stuff. So it's been a great experience. I couldn't ask for a better billet family. And, you know, I'm sure with a great billet family, it kind of eases the transition away, you know, kind of moving away from your hometown. And you've had experience with it, obviously, playing away uh, from Mosey, but, you know, going up to Hudson. Uh, so it's really great to hear, like, another uh, good billet family is taking care of you. Yeah, they made the transition super easy. It felt like I was at my own home still. Mm -hmm. It was so much alike, and they just made me feel super welcome. Couldn't be happier. Now, are you with another player in this household? Yes, I'm with Brock Hart, TikTok oh. Brock. <laughs> yeah, what is it, 22K followers something on TikTok like that. now or something? What? 22K more than me. I can't believe I walk the same halls of the high school with some kind of, like, minor celebrity if that that's a bit of a stretch but oh, <laughs> he's, a bunk beds too. <laughs> <laughs> he's an influencer <laughs> he is an influencer <laughs> i haven't seen him lately though maybe i'll have to seek him out sometime <laughs> no i have no idea <laughs> oh man um i i guess i don't know coach is there anything else that you would like to bring up here anyone else or anything you'd like to mention or kind of bring up or talk about um i i just like to Thank all the fans for coming and supporting us and then all the great billet families that make this possible for us all to keep playing. You guys are truly awesome. And then finally, I'd like to thank my family, my mom, dad, and sister. Really appreciate all the support you guys have given me throughout my hockey career, and you've helped me get to where I'm at now. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, and then just one little quick add-on question, you know, um, not to kind of – go too far out ahead but you know what's the outlook with uh, three big games coming up here the guys are getting ready I've asked coach about it but it's interesting to get a player's perspective on it yeah two or I mean three big games coming up uh, I think the guys are ready to go we've been buzz around that last game against Mallards we all all lines were clicking mm -hmm. so I think we're ready to go into this three game stretch here and we'll be doing good things well then tomorrow and I can just maybe we can just be our yeah, final yeah. question and we'll let you go but so tomorrow, the, you said the boys have been buzzing. We have pregame skate tomorrow. 
what is the first drill we're starting with? Ooh. First drill. This is on you. Mm. Uh, I'd have to go with. I feel like big wheel is going to be in there. Okay, big wheel. We'll start with then. Fair enough. <laughs> big wheel. It is. It always cracks me up. I always like to ask the guys like what you know what their uh, favorite pregame skate is, or if we have mm. a uh, um, Peter Pitt shootout coming up. What's your favorite move? Obviously, we don't yeah. have a Peter Pitt shootout tomorrow. Um, so big wheel. We'll start with tomorrow, dude. Sounds good. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on here, Logan. It was great talking with you. I uh, hope you had as, uh, as as good a time as uh, me and hopefully uh, Brett did. It was a great time. Thank you very much for having me. Really appreciate it. Thanks for being on. So we'll be back with more of the Hudson Havoc podcast. Wrap this one up here from Locust Street Studio. To check out any and all information regarding the Hudson Havoc, check out our website at HudsonHavoc.com and all social media that includes Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Check out the upcoming home games for the Hudson Havoc at Historic Gornick Arena on Saturday, February 27th and Sunday, February 28th. Puck drop at 7 p.m. and 7.45 p.m. as they face off against the Rochester Vipers and the Minnesota Blue Ox. Tickets are $12 at the gate, and kids 10 and under get in for free. Back here at Locust Street Studio, wrapping up this episode of the Hudson Havoc Podcast. Coach, a uh, tough finish here, uh, as this kind of this stretch has been a huge squeeze of games. Uh, but finishing off the season here, uh, what are some takeaways heading into these final three games? Uh, we, we've been playing well. We've been in, in games all season long. Um, the ones we've lost, I think we've kind of, uh, we've, we found ways to lose ourselves. I think there's details that we're going to be tightened up and polished, um, for these last three games and heading towards the weekend. And then obviously looking for a big playoff run and a playoff push. And I mean, three games, three days, and then regular season's over. So, um, lights kind of at the end of the tunnel. And then all of a sudden, before we know it, it's a brand new season, but, um, still a lot of work to be done. Still a lot of opportunity. We're playing really, really good games against really good teams. Um, where there's going to be opportunity for us to, you know, obviously showcase ourselves as a team, but also too for individuals to showcase themselves on what they can do in big games where there's meaningful points on the line and kind of late in the season. Um, really kind of let scouts and other people know at the next levels that, uh, you know, hey, this guy can really play and perform uh, when, you know, the money's on the line and it's kind of late in the year. So um, awesome opportunity throughout the board and kind of for the rest of the way here and through the home stretch. And you mentioned those close games that eventually kind of end up uh, as losses on the season, and you're playing a team twice now in the final three games that uh, you dropped the game to at an 11.30 start on a Monday uh, morning against the Minnesota Blue Ox, a team that has had uh, quite a rise in the standings, jumping up from 20th in the league, and uh, I mean, they're still fourth uh, in the division right now uh, from the time that you guys played them at home at Drewski. Um, and now they've moved up to as high as 13. They're sitting at 14 right now in terms of the league. You guys have kind of crept into that top five again. It was six before the Mallards game, now back to top five. Midwest West, the only division with uh, three teams in the top five in standings points and win percentage. This is a tough division. You know, any team can give you a good game. Uh, teams like the Blue Ox and the Blades. Um, you know, what are some things that you're looking for heading into a game where uh, the team that you're playing, the most recent matchup, was a 3-2 loss? Uh the same way I approach every night. Um, I'm nervous. I'm scared. I'm, you know, I, I worry. Um, but at the same time, I know that we're prepared. I know that we're able to execute. I know that we're able to perform. So, I mean, it's just, it's all those kind of normal human things that, that people go through and feel. And um, our guys know the importance of the game. At the end of the day, we know who we are. We are the Hudson Havoc. 
Um, this is HUD Vegas. We are going to be able to find ways to win no matter what. Um, and I have very, you know, I can say it comfortably knowing the guys I have behind me um, are going to go to work and go to war for each other and for me. So um, we're not scared of anyone, but, you know, we do have to be, you know, knowing like hey yeah. it, it, it's hockey time um, and if you're not prepared you can lose games so I think what we have to do more than importantly than anything you just got to respect who you're playing um, you can lose at any time you can win at any time and I think we win because we do things the right way and we can't lose sight or focus of that and the second team that you guys are playing I believe that is the Saturday matchup of the uh, 2000s night yep. uh, will be against the Rochester Vipers I yep. think and that's a team that can creep up on you uh, they've had some ups and downs this season a much better turnaround from last year um, you know, hats off to, I think, uh, head coach and GM Todd McElrath, who's uh, done a good job of that program. Uh, they've got an explosive first line who can score some goals, uh, some talented guys. Uh, what are some things that you look forward to in that matchup against the Vipers? Uh, obviously, just uh, f for me, I haven't really kind of looked as far as the game planning. I've really kind of looked at the Blue Ox game planning. I'll look mm -hmm. uh, more uh, Friday night and then kind of Saturday morning. I'm getting prepared for the Vipers, but yeah. what I'm just really excited about is the opportunity to honor, you know, Tate and Ryan and Michael and Derek, Spencer, Walker, Evan, Caleb, and Dylan, um, and for them to really kind of have their shine, their moment to be, um, you know, recognized and, you know, everything they've done, kind of get some light shined upon that. Um, these guys have been fantastic, you know, attributes and contributors to our program and our community, um, and just it's going to be awesome to kind of play a game in their honor and have them all recognized. Yeah, and uh, I guess one thing here, this might be a little bit of a weird add-on question, but I believe uh, the name that you mentioned, Michael Crosby, who was a member of the Blue Ox last year. Yep. Uh, is there anything that, you know, and I'm sure, you know, it's reading too much into it. I'm sure the players don't really care. A game is a game. Uh, but I wonder, you know, if you've noticed, you know, any different feelings, you know, going up against a former team like that for Crosby. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think so, to be honest with you. Like, uh, I mean, Just, he, he played for us in year one yeah. and then, you know, played there and then came back. So, I mean... Um, I, I don't think so by any means. I think he's a guy that puts his heart and soul on the line for the Havoc, regardless of who we're playing or when or where we're at. Um, so I don't think there's really kind of anything like that. Yeah, just taking care of business. Uh, no storyline to manufacture right there. <laughs> no, we just show up, do our job, put our heads down, and go to work. Well, best of luck to you, Coach. Um, if there's anything else that you want to mention here uh, before we wrap this one up, I'm really excited for the uh, three-game stretch that the boys uh, have at their feet. Uh, and hopefully uh, you guys at home watch or listen to all of the games on HockeyTV.com. Yeah, I uh, wanted to thank Logan for joining us. I'm uh, really happy for the opportunity that you guys got to meet him and listen in. Uh, he's got an awesome story and a phenomenal kid, great family, um, and works his butt off for us in the community here in Hudson. Um, and, and the program as well, day in and day out. And truly, it's just really been a breath of fresh air as a, as a young guy coming in that you know you can trust and you know that uh, when I'm not looking, I know he's doing the right way and been preparing the right way and truly has kind of lived um, that preparation detail consistency thing that we've preached so hard. Um, so very proud and you know, have him on our team and then also, too, for you guys to get the chance to meet him. Um, also want to mention uh, our last two home games, uh, Saturday is 2000s night, and then Sunday, what, 745 will be our last uh, home game of the regular season against the Blue Ox again. Um, so two awesome games. We'll be on the road on Friday, the home game on Saturday, home game on Sunday. So we'd love to have you guys come out and support us. Um, Hop and Bear will be there with beer. Um, the place will be rocking. The boys will be buzzing. Um, our last regular season games where we head into playoffs. Yeah, and then, you know, once again, if you can't make it in person, be sure to watch the games on HockeyTV.com. Uh, try to provide the best uh, viewing experience possible from me personally as uh, these games are important now at this stretch in the season and they'll always start feeling like playoff games. So uh, watch and enjoy however you can. Well, one thing I do love about you, Brian, is literally you come prepared every game like it is the playoffs. I, I think that's one thing that truly stands out. So, um, you know, if you're telling us that you're going to raise the bar even more, I can't wait to see what this is going to be like. It's going to be incredible. 
Yeah, well, I'll uh, I'll try my best uh, to fit that bill. Thank you so much for or to Logan, excuse me, uh, for joining us uh, here tonight. It was great to talk with you. I know the coach already said that, but I just wanted to tell you personally, uh, happy to have you on. Uh, can't wait to watch you play these final three games, uh, Coach. Thank you so much for being on here. It's always a pleasure uh, to do this podcast with you. Yeah, it's it's been a blast, and we'll see you next week. All right. So uh, for forward Logan Milhausen, for head coach Brett Wall, for my producer John Wecken. My name is Brian Mose. Thank you so much for listening to the Hudson Havoc podcast here from Locust Street Studio. Have a good night, everybody.